Welcome to the Heart to Biz podcast, the show for people to share their heart behind what they do. Be reminded why you started and discover what keeps you going. Here's Laurel and Shasta. Shasta. And I'm Laurel. And on this episode of Heart to Biz, we have two incredible ladies from RC Hospice Care who are going to be sharing their heart behind what they do to help those here in the Sacramento area. Thank you so much, you both, for coming on our podcast. We can't wait to hear everything you have to say. Thanks for having us. I'm Olivia. I'm an A. Yeah, and we're with RC Healthcare. Excited to be here. Great. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So you guys, um, so your company does hospice, right? Yes. Now I know a lot of people have a lot of different ideas about what hospice is and is not right. And a lot of people really don't understand hospice, right? And we've had other people from hospice companies on, but I really love for you to explain to our listeners what hospice is and how it can help people. Yeah. Okay. I'll start. I feel like one of the main misconceptions I hear is people think hospice is like a place, a place where you go to die, honestly, is what I hear a lot. And hospice is not a place at all, actually. It's a team of people. So it's usually a medical director, a team of nurses, LVNs, um, home health aides. We have a spiritual chaplain. Um, we also have volunteers, social workers. It's a whole team of people that come together to create a plan for someone who the doctors have said they don't see progress happening, whatever's going on with them, and they don't see them getting better. So they think that it's better to go to a comfort-based care instead of trying to continue on a lot of treatments that might be hard. Um, It's not, a lot of people think it's giving up and it's really not giving up. It's kind of letting go, letting go of a fight that you might be um, not winning at the moment or something that's really causing a lot of, not just physical pain, but it could be spiritually affecting you as well. So it's a whole team to come together and focus on that person as well as their family and everyone around them. Um, and we just provide resources, whether that's, you know, medical equipment or counseling, there's so many resources that we provide as well. So yeah, it's not a place. It really is a team of people that are there to provide support. What's the time frame that you normally help um, a patient? I'm sure it, it ranges, but I know like my misconception is whenever they say, oh, we're calling a hospice. It's like, oh, they're dying tomorrow or they're dying this week. But that's not always the case, right? No. Yeah. So the doctor usually certifies that they have about six months or less to live. Um, But obviously no one no one is God. There's no exact way for anyone to know. So we've had people get on our services where the doctors are saying it's going to be six months and then they're on our services for three years or they get off of our services. So it's really case by case. But yeah, typically when there's about six months or less to live that the doctors think is when they would get on our services. But unfortunately, a lot of people wait until the very end because they're scared and they don't understand what hospice is. And so we unfortunately do see a lot of people get on and within a couple of days, they're no longer with us and they don't get to experience the whole benefit of hospice. Now, tell me about RC Hospice. What, where, who do you help? How do you help them? Uh, what, how does that get paid for? Things like that. Um, pretty much the people that uh, come on our service are um, need the hospice services. We also do palliative services. So pretty much patients like 
you know, we have a great team that um, go out and interview and talk to the people who need the services. Um, what else? Like, um, let's say ours specifically. So we're located in Rancho, but we service the greater Sacramento area, um, El Dorado County, Placer County. So really, as long as someone is within an hour of our office, typically we can help them. Um, and I feel like what makes us a little bit different, we are a smaller organization, um, small but mighty, I like to say, because we have been around for 10 years and we have nurses with 20 years of experience. But because we are a little bit of a smaller team, um, you can call and talk to the direct the owner directly, you can talk to the nurse directly, you can get answers and get problems solved really fastly if they do arise. So I feel like we provide a different kind of service um, than some others because our owners are super involved. They started it because of their father who passed away in his 50s. And they really had a heart for those who are going through something similar. And it's really apparent to see in everything that they do. And um, yeah, they're just really awesome owners. They go out of their way. I was going to say, there's so many stores we could talk about, but they've built ramps for people and built anything. I was going to say they've made Thanksgiving dinners, just anything that little, little extra things yeah. that not everyone thinks about, but really do make a difference. It's not just giving people medication. It's so, it goes so much further. I yeah. know Laurel and I are really, really big on, um, quality over quantity. That's right. You don't need this huge giant company that's national in order to do great things. <laughs> like, you know, we're small, but mighty company as well. And um, we totally <laughs> believe that you can do, sometimes you could do even more and, and do it better even as a smaller company. So that's incredible. And how did you both get into this industry? I'm sure you guys just didn't wake up one day and you're like, oh, I want to, I want to work in hospice. <laughs> Go first. Well, for me, it's, you know, my family. So I got into it. Just want to be here, help, you know, my family. Um, I also been in the medical industry for a very long time from billing to hospital and all, you know, everything, you know. So this was something that also I was um, passionate to go out and help people to be a resource for our community. So I know a lot of people don't understand what, you know, or they don't know really what hospice is or they know they have misconceptions. But I think what I want to do is educate and let people know what we do. And we are actually beneficial to the communities. So that's my passion just to help people. Yeah, same. Mine, I didn't come from medical. I came from uh, real estate and property management in actually Southern California. And when I was moving up this way to Northern California, I wanted to stay in that job. I helped people get into houses and apartments. So it was something where I really felt like I could see that I was helping people. And I just loved that feeling of being in that job. And so I wanted to stay in a similar type of job where I was still helping people and I could see the actual benefits of what I was doing every day. And um, this kind of just, I feel like I found this job and I did so much research on the company and I really felt like I just had this good feeling when I was reading about the owners and I was reading about their vision and their mission. I really felt like it just aligned with me. And honestly, I was scared. I was like, I've never done hospice. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Like I had, I was honestly terrified, but it was like one of the best decisions I think I made. So you two are both like one of the most bubbly people that I, I know. And <laughs> I love being around you guys, but I know that your line of work comes with struggles. Like I know that you guys have days where your heart is just broken. 
What do you do on taste like that? You know, I, I feel like Olivia and I work together a lot. So we kind of motivate each other. We lift each other up, you know, most of the time. You know, we're just like, it's okay. Today we'll, you know, we'll move on. Next day we'll be better. You know, it's just, we, we try to lift each other up all the time. So that helps, uh, you know. I think we're a great team and um, that also helps. And we just try to, uh, you know, put behind whatever, you know, and just move on for the next day. Um, you know, not every day is a good day, but, you know, we try to make the best out of it. Yeah. I was going to say, having a teammate and having some, another person, maybe you're not with them every day and going everywhere with them, but having, I feel like someone to talk about what you're going through with and they can relate to you has helped so much. And I feel like another thing is we really try to just remember like our why, why we're doing it. Um, and that's something that has really, for me, even the hard days, it's like, I just remember why I'm doing this and the bigger picture. And it can kind of help you get over those smaller issues or things that you're upset about. Now, it seems to me, um, when you're talking about this, you got a lot of different family members that are coming at you with a lot of different ideas and needs and concerns. Um, is that true in your business? I mean, do you find like there's the person who is, you know, is ill and then there's everybody else around them, right? <laughs> oh, yes. I was honestly, some of our nurses say like, it's the more difficult, not really difficult, but the more challenging part a lot of the times is dealing with the families, not the patients themselves at all. Um, there's so many different dynamics, especially during that time where someone is thinking about hospice or needing it, it can be very sensitive and emotional. And a lot of times our nurses and our social workers are playing like counselors and they're playing like referees within the families, honestly. And it's, that's another huge part of the job is just being the same with us. If they need someone to talk to and they want to know some options for that, like their loved one and maybe a sister or a cousin doesn't agree with some of the things they want to do. It's our jobs to talk to all of them and try to get an understanding between them. So it's, yeah, it's so much involved in the whole family dynamics. We all become a huge family. I feel like John, when you're dealing with situations like that, you, you really got to put on different hats sometimes. I know I've seen Laurel too. Like if, if we were dealing with perfect situations, they'd probably just go with the normal realtor, but I'd say 90% of the people that Laurel helps are going through some sort of situation and she has dealt with so many things. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like you guys kind of do something similar. Like you guys play referees and counselors and family dynamics. Yeah. And and telling people hard truths sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not safe. You know, this is not a good idea. This is not safe. Yeah. I know a friend of mine just called me the other day and he was in a complete panic because he thought that the hospice people were trying to kill his friend. Oh. Right. And he called the ambulance, but he just didn't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and so you got not only the family, but friends and all that and all the drama that goes along with people not being straight in their relationships. You know, when you're when you've got things that are kind of broken in a relationship and now you're facing someone is towards the end of their life yeah. and they've decided, or, you know, there's nothing else medical science can do. And it's time for now for to make them comfortable. People freak out a little bit. I imagine that happens a lot with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely heightened emotions that we're dealing with. And some people we, so we have like palliative program as well, which that's for anyone with any chronic illness. 
Um, it's not a hospice diagnosis. It's, it doesn't have to be anything like terminal. Um, and our nurse goes out every other week and she's more of a concierge nursing service, but a lot of times people will get on this service first before they're ready for hospice. Um, and that's kind of one of our jobs is to help people through that like palliative to hospice um, transition. And I feel like some people, they don't even want us to say the word hospice. And so, yeah, it's definitely dealing with a lot of hard truths that people don't want to hear, but that aren't always the worst thing. It's obvious, like hospice is comfort. It's providing comfort. It's making your loved one not in pain anymore. And so there's definitely, it's not all a bad thing. And it's, yeah, it's hard to tell people that sometimes for sure. Also what we do, we like to educate our community. So we like to like offer educational seminars and explain what hospice is because a lot of people don't know. So we go a lot of assisting living facilities um, or any communities like, and we try to educate like what this is, you know, and once they know, they, they come up with all the questions and we help them, we make them understand. So it's, it's really, we're trying to do that as much as possible. So people know what it is when time comes for those services, they are not scared to go forward with it. So they know what it is that they gain into. It's actually very beneficial. And, and not everybody realizes they have a choice about which hospice company they use, right? Not just what your insurance company said, right? Yeah, that's one of the hugest. Yeah, that every person should have, every doctor, any person that's getting on hospice, they should be giving their patient at least three choices minimum. And I feel like they should give them even more because this is a really huge decision that someone's making and it's really intimate and you're, like I said, you become a family. So knowing what's out there, knowing the differences and what you're going to get is really important. So yeah, I definitely recommend anyone who might be thinking about that for themselves or a loved one to do a lot of research and to not feel pushed into anything for sure. And also I think um, a lot of people don't know that this is like covered service, especially through Medicare and Medi-Cal. Um, you know, people think they have to pay for it or, you know, but it's really covered through insurance and our company also takes any insurance. So we don't, you know, and our palliative services are free. So they don't even have to worry about that. You know, our owner takes a lot of the costs herself just because she sees the need for these services and she's not in it for anything else but wanting to serve the community. Yeah. So we don't turn anyone down. If you, don't, if you don't have insurance at all, we'll still give you the full hospice experience. Wow. Yeah. Well, if somebody doesn't have any insurance at all, you can help them get signed up for some too, because they're yeah. doctors, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I really loved that you guys said that you remember your why, because that was really one of, um, that was a part of the heart behind Heart to Biz was we wanted to remind people of why they started and help them discover what keeps them going. And so I am so I'm so beyond amazed that you guys like really stay true to that because like in your guys' line of work, you have to, you guys have to remind yourself of why. What advice do you have for business professionals, no matter what industry or what line of work they're in, um, to, to remember that why? What, what could they be doing to really stand firm um, and be encouraged going forward in what they're doing? Yeah, well, I feel like one thing which like we do in the podcast, um, not the podcast, sorry, our HTB actual group and we have the Zoom. Um, I feel like getting and connecting with other people who have the same kind of heart as you. And 
I feel like using other people in a way to build yourself up, build each other up, honestly, is so important. Uh, it can feel lonely too. If you feel like I'm the only one in this industry that is doing this for maybe, maybe your why and finding out that there's other people out there that have that same exact passion as you and they maybe can encourage you or help you figure out ways to make things easier for yourself or um, yeah, just building off of each other. And then on those hard days too, sometimes like take care of yourself put yourself first, take some time alone and um, don't think about work or think about the hard things going on. Think about yourself and how you can make yourself feel better. And I feel like those resets really help you when you get back into it, like feel refreshed, feel ready to really get on track and keep going. I know when I'm having a hard day, I need, I need a pedicure. Exactly. (laughs) Or I need to go to coffee with a friend, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) You know, you just got to take a minute, put your own oxygen mask on first. And remember, there's more than one way to attack a problem. And sometimes you just need to breathe a minute, get yourself back, and then you then you can really serve better, right? It's so so true. Now I want a pedicure. I think I deserve one too. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. It's time. We'll just, we'll just have a girls' day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll up over there. Yeah. Yeah. And how can people find out more about what you guys are up to? How can people um, get your grace's services or speak to you guys more? Yeah. Well, I mean, we have an amazing website. It's RC Healthcare. There's links to our YouTube videos. There's so many videos. If you just want to hear more about hospice or hear from our chaplain, he does um, videos on our YouTube. There's really good resources. We also have a resource page that has um, different boarding cares, assisted living, so many different things you can go to. So we definitely want to be a resource to the community. So if you go to our website, it's not just about hospice. There's so many more things on there that can be beneficial. Um, we have a Facebook as well, RC Healthcare. So you can really reach out to us. We have an amazing team that if you call that number, you will talk to someone right away. So don't feel, don't feel afraid that you're going to get a machine or have to leave a bunch of voicemails. You'll be able to talk to someone and get some answers. Um, if you're looking for that. So that's RC Healthcare. Yes. 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 You can, okay. if you Google rchealthcare.com, I believe it's rchcinc.org. Oh, yeah. .org. Okay. I think you guys have pretty good SEO. So even if you type in like RC hospice, RC, I mean, RC health, I mean, whatever it is, it'll come up. So I was going to say they did a really great job. If you put in hospice, even it'll come up usually. So it's, it's a good, it's very website. easy to find. Yeah. And, and it's great because it re, that website really is a resource. That's true. Not, you know, it's so that people can educate themselves and understand the kinds of questions that they need to ask when they're starting to interview, um, uh, you know, hospice care, right? Yeah. What types of questions should they be asking? Um, I would feel like you should ask maybe like response time. If there's an emergency, you know, figure out how long it would take someone to get to you. I think that's really important. Um, find out if there's any like limits on visits. I know for us, we have a care plan. So the nurse, our nurse case manager determines how many visits, but she also like, okay, gets an okay from the family and the patient that that's okay. So we really personalize how many visits, but I know some places have limits on number of visits they can do a week. Um, 
and maybe equipment too. I know we are like what supplies we provide extra like protein shakes and just some extra supplies that can be really, really helpful that not every company does. So I would definitely, yeah, ask what you're going to get, what your loved one's going to get, but yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions because it, it should be an interview when you're talking to some a company. And make sure they have a social worker too, right? That's oh, part yeah. of the team. Multiple. Yeah. don't understand, but social workers are more, they do more than just, um, you know, um, help with mental health stuff. They also have a lot of resources and understand um, things that for the family to be able to get to, too. Yeah, they're one of our biggest resources. They know everything, especially if we have people that are maybe with the VA, they can help them get any type of benefit that they might not even know that they qualify for. Yeah, our social workers are definitely stars of the team yeah yeah they're not just people these people aren't just taking care of you they're also making sure you get all the resources that you need at this time yeah right and if there's something wrong with your home they they can help you get like they said ramps or whatever that people need so that you can stay where you're comfortable that's true and the palliative care stuff people in chronic pain yeah are misunderstood and they need someone in their corner to fight for them yes um and so the palliative care part too you don't don't just take any old person or company to help you with that you got to make sure that it's really someone who has a heart that's true and understands and you know obviously not let you abuse it but also make sure that that things are being handled in the right way to keep you out of hospice for as long as possible, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our nurses are huge advocates for all of our patients. And I feel like that's so important because it's not always easy to be heard. I've heard that a lot from people when, especially with doctors, it, sometimes it can be like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You know, but our nurses will go with our patients to doctor's appointments and tell them like, these are, this is what's going on. This is not okay. They need some sort of symptom management or something else going on. So it's so important to have a really supportive and person that cares about you on your, your corner. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go above and beyond. Yes, definitely. You guys too. That's why we love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, you guys are so, so awesome. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Please go check out their website and find out more about what they do and how they can help you. Uh, and I hope that you were inspired um, by their why. And hopefully that reminded you why you started and help you discover what's going to keep you going. And um, join us next Thursday for a brand new podcast of Heart to Biz, um, where we interview local business professionals who share their heart. And make sure to comment down below what you learned, like it, and subscribe. Subscribe. So you <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for listening to the Heart to Biz podcast. For more information on past and upcoming episodes, please visit heart2biz.com.